What is up, CroatianSports.com Nation? Huge, huge, huge win today. Our beloved Vatrini take down the Dutch in Rotterdam 4-2, Nations League semifinal. Lebo, you watched the whole game today? Uh, most of it. Had a meeting. Missed Petkovic goal, or not Petkovic goal. Missed the Pashalic goal and missed the uh, the tie. I missed the tie. Yeah. Yeah, you missed, you missed the banger. But you, you, did you watch all of Extra Time? Yep. It was beautiful. Man, these, the, this Croatian team for the past five years since the 2018 World Cup is going to give me a coronary. Like, every game is just so, so stressful. And I know from watching games with you at Sveteantas in L.A. during the World Cup, like, I know you're in the room somewhere amongst a thousand people, but, like, you disappear and go into a corner somewhere. Yeah, at some point, uh, like I said, when I go up to the pearly gates, God willing... <laughs> I'm going to ask him how long uh, these games took off my life, and I'm expecting 15 to 20 years easily. Um, it's so stressful. I, l- I love this team so much. Yep. They're my number one. Yep. It is so stressful. But in, in our wisdom, and we discuss this all the time, and, and I have my, my young guns on Croatian sports, the, the, my Christians and my Marcuses and everything, and they're, they're in panic mode when we go down one nothing. When that first Dutch goal goes through, I'm getting just like fiery – emojis and stuff like that doesn't even phase me anymore we play better from behind not just do we play better we basically have to start the game down one nil it's like standard procedure last five years yeah it's a bit of a wake-up call um everybody like the the moment they scored the game turned on its head we became more offensive we were taking more chances you know it's always that wake-up call because we like to play both teams played a little safe to start um and they got lucky. They got lucky because the run of play wasn't stopped as it should have been on that Pashalic foul. And then, uh, you know, Petisic gets the bad call on the uh, pulling the chair out from underneath the guy that he was guarding. And then, you know, they come across the field and score. Let, let's get this one out of the way right away because I know how furious you were through our text today. Uh, how's that refereeing today, Matt? Oh, he's up there with <laughs> Pine- uh, Pineda. Who's the other guy? The uh, the Japanese the ref Japanese in Brazil. Brazil. Um, what else was there? Yeah, yeah. This, this was a top three bad referee. And game. based off of that foul in that Brazil game, the Modric foul, hundred percent penalty today. No, no, that was a that was a penalty on Modric. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Well, one one we were discussing it off off uh, off microphone, but it's. Modric was faced towards goal. The guy wrapped his arms around Modric. Modric is way smaller than 5'8", and he gets the benefit of the doubt because he is Luka Modric. Penalty. Yeah, easy. Yeah. All day. And then Kramanic comes up and just seals it. Just a little. It was beautiful. Sexy. He's so cool, calm, and collected at the the penalty spot. Yeah. I mean, you know, he had a a decent game today. You want to go through the lineup? Uh, I I do want to go through the lineup in a second, but I want to know... Because you were Mr. Nations League for the past two weeks, and I have to tip my hat to you, and I'm, you're still the undefeated champion of Croatian sports betting. Um, every poll that we put out on Twitter, Facebook, the website, uh, would much rather want a Nations League trophy rather than Olympic gold. Right. Um, so you win again. However, I just want everyone to understand: mine was the Luka Modric package of like carrying out Olympic athletes with the Croatian flags at the Summer Olympics in Paris, and like a gold medal around his neck as as the Croatian flag goes up in the stadium with with Lijepa Nasha. That was all part of the package. It wasn't just about the win. I just want to reiterate <laughs> that right now. 
Yeah, no, I mean, look, we can grab a flag for him for Nations League and uh, we can replicate what the Olympics would be. Um, hopefully we take gold here. But it's a good tournament. It's a, like we were talking about, it's more of a purist tournament. You don't have the the fanfare. You don't have the commercialism. You don't have the marketing. It's it's good that it's small, especially for us. My, my question to you with that said, there's something that I hate about Nations League, and, and it's, a, it's a two-parter for me when it comes to Croatia, but is it really a tournament? You, ha- you have kind of, they're almost like qualifying games when group stage throughout the year, and now all of a sudden you, you dump these players in a, in a two-legged affair, basically, within five days of each other at the end of their club season. So it's not a straight tournament, like a month-long tournament like the World Cup or Euro, where you have you know, a couple weeks of prep, and then you're, from start to finish, you're with each other a month. They're with each other for five days, and then it's, you know... Hello, Splitska Riviera. I mean, we we made the final in all of those, so there's that. (laughs) I think what you get out of Nations League versus World Cup in Euro is the marketability. Um, Messi got gifted a World Cup this year. If you don't think so, I'm I feel bad for you. Gifted, given. Yeah. The the most that was one of the most rigged sporting events. Saudi thought he was going to come and play in their league, and whoop, went to the MLS. But uh, hello, David Beckham. Yeah, you know, and then you look at the the French, what they got when we played them. I mean, you want to talk about something handed to you on a silver platter? Griezmann flop, Petrosic handball, turn I mean, that whole first half around. Don't we were me, so the better team in the first half. Don't get me wrong. The ref tried today. He tried his hardest to not allow us to win the game. I mean, the extra time, six minutes. Six minutes. Unbelievable. We, we still can't let that shit happen in the box. No, but uh, yeah. So, you know, I think w- we have an advantage here of actually winning a tournament that uh, it seems like nobody cares about now, which is great. It's like, OK, now the actual teams are going to play and it's not going to be some nonsense in the back room that's going to decide the game. OK, this is my question for you. Mm-hmm. Croatia, 2018 World Cup finalist, Croatia, 2022 World Cup third place. Both of those uh, events um, got half a million Hrvati in the Trg and Zagreb and all over Croatia. If and when we win, I'm assuming the sale, yep. on Sunday, I think we're going to play Spain, yep. how many people show up to the Trg upon their return to Croatia? Oh, I, for me, it's going to be the same turnout. I don't think so. I know you I don't, don't think, think so. so, but there's a lot of dumb shit going on in Croatia right now politically. And, you know, this would be good for the country. I think people want to celebrate it. As much as the Novinari in Hrvatska seem to be going after our team to try to break it up, um, we're doing everything we can to not allow that. So if we win, it would be the biggest two middle fingers to all those people that have been writing nonsense this past week. Um, And it would be a, a big thing for the culture. I mean, I would I would imagine, especially with the with the little uh little cute blanket that they put in front of Dalic's house. I mean, that's, that's Torcida. Is it anyone else except Torcida? We'll talk about this in another thing, but I, I feel like it's a bigger play to rip the identity of Croatia out. I mean, the biggest, one of the biggest things that all Hrvati across the world can come together uh, about is, 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 our, is our team. Yeah. Is our team. Okay. And if you rip that out, you know, okay, then let's, let's save that. Let's focus on, uh, on, the good, the bad, the ugly from today's game and and what this means for us that, you know, we have a second and third place uh, in the last two World Cups and now we're in the Nations League final, which means we're racking up 
medals to say the least. And and maybe Modrich will will lift the Nations League trophy in in Rotterdam this Sunday. Yeah. And I you know what. I think you will. We played a good game today, but I want to go through the good, the bad, the ugly, and then we'll go through the player ratings and we'll kind of rattle these these off. You know, you know how we uh, we played here at Croatian Sports. The good, Modric was absolute class today at 37 years old. Absolutely phenomenal. Yep. I mean, what else could you say about this guy? I I want to start with the good, uh, Professor Dalic. What a lineup. We didn't have a. Duplicates out there, as I like to call it, you had everybody playing in a position that they were comfortable with, and it worked. Um, Perisic and Vida. Vida was a big question mark to a lot of people on the internet today. <laughs> Veteran anchor. Veteran anchor. What a professional. Consummate professional. Perisic, great on the wing, playing like he did at Inter. Um, then you have Ivan Ushets, <laughs> who's over there doing his thing. Uh, came off a great second half of the season once Orsic left. Like you have, he, you have a team. He went above and beyond today. But, hey, big props to you, Label. You have been saying this for two years, and it, it, I, I'm finally coming around to it. I understand what you're saying. You cannot play Perisic and Sosa on the same side. They do not complement each other. And guess what Dalic did today? Hey, Sosa, take a seat and put Perisic back there because you have to play Perisic. And Ivanushic covered for him defensively. And it was a really nice pairing on the left side. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Perisic and, and Ivanušić were really good um, on that left side. Uh, my number two, good, Livakovic looked fantastic in the box today. Yeah, he gave up two goals. Nothing he could do about that. But he looked like a man today in the air. Was punching balls out. Uh, was quick on those crosses. Did not fumble any balls. Uh, I've been a Livakovic hater for such a long time. I'm giving him an A minus today. Fair. Uh, his performance helps the, the defense. It helps the whole team. If he's confident, everybody else doesn't have to panic when the ball goes over their head. And that's what happened today. Yeah, I mean, how many times have we seen him go up in the air and he fumbles it to, to the other dude or, or has that dumb look on his face? He just he, 90% of the time he scares the shit out of me, and today he did not. Yeah, there's been some other things where the, or the communication between defense and him have not been good, and... You know, it's a 50-50 as to who's going to get the ball. But today, like, he took charge. And it was, for me, it was an A, a performance from Livakovic. Mm-hmm. And uh, to your, your boy at Dinamo Zagreb, Mr. Bruno Petkovic, this guy is officially Mr. Big Time, Prime Time, Extra Time. Another huge goal. We know what he did against Brazil. He scored that equalizer at the World Cup in the quarterfinal. Rifles this 25-yard low shot. In uh, extra time to put Croatia ahead, and it was uh, eventually the game winner. But where is this, all this coming from on uh, for Petkovic on the international level? I don't know. Absolute stud. I love it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm a damn offensive. I mean, fuck. It's, it's amazing. But at the same time, we look in the past. We had Vlaovic in 98. Then we had Klasnic come after him. And it seems like Petkovic is now taking that role of uh, the super sub that comes off the bench and does extra something. Time. He is the extra time maestro. Yeah. I mean, he, he played fantastic. And he's had games, like even today we saw he was a little stuck in the mud on that wide open stuck, run. Stuck in the mud. He looks like the, one of these old <laughs> guys that are 40 pounds overweight. Like that can't, like that after three steps, they just like fall down. What's he doing? I, I, mentally, I think it's, oh shit, I have wide open space. These guys are going to catch up to me and it's going to be embarrassing versus 
when he scored the goal, somebody was on his back. He turned him and he's like, fuck it. I'm going to, and he goes, he, I'm going to shoot it. <laughs> Matt, Matt, he might, he might be the world's slowest striker. I mean, he was stumbling and bumbling down there in front of a full stadium can be after whatever, scoring a wonderful goal. He can be whatever he wants to be. As long as he keeps rifling those shots. What a, un, unbelievable. Unbel- 25 yards out. Unbelievable. Hey, all day. Unbelievable. All right. Uh, number four for my good, the entire Croatia team came out to play an extra time. I mean, that 96-minute equalizer by the Dutch did not phase them. They, it, It's like them, like we talk about them playing down uh, 1-0. Mm-hmm. Like, they fucking came out to play an extra time and mm-hmm. didn't give the Dutch anything. Petkovic scores that goal. Uh, Modric converts the penalty. And say uh, la vie. That's it. Going on to the final on Sunday against either Italy or Spain. The amount of pressure that was being put on the entire game was something to watch. Yeah. Um, you look at Modric winning balls in like the 115th minute against the guy that's uh, significantly taller than him. Through, I think it was two, three guys going up for a header and somehow he got the ball. Um, it's unreal. Best midfield of our generation too. The big three. Modric, Kovacic. Epic bros. I put them up against Spain's, you know, magical three that they had. And there's nobody else that compares. Not even comes close. It's just, but you, what it, Spain went, fuck. Spain did win three tournaments in a row. Spain won three tournaments in a row. That's, that'll probably never happen in our lifetime ever again. No. So they went, they sure. went 08, 10, 12 and just, just took everyone out. Yeah, if I'm not a, if if I'm not Croatian, then I look at it and I say, yeah. okay, Spain won, Croatia too, but screw it. <laughs> but screw it. Brozovic is an absolute monster. Best number six in the world for the past two years. Comes out of the Champions League, puts on a ten out of ten. They lose. He comes to this game and puts out a 10 out of 10, and we win. He bosses everyone. He's so good. He was going in full speed, studs up. And cleaning up that that midfield for yeah. for Modric to let him do his thing. Brozovic can have the whole entire team against him, uh, surrounding him, and somehow he'll figure a way to get out. I mean, the guy beast mode. Yeah, and then beast you look mode. at you look at. I mean, Kovacic didn't have anything out he of. He was my worst Croatian player today. He had a couple runs at the defense uh, that where he got fouled and it wasn't called. He also had a couple mishaps there. Horrible refereeing. Terrible refereeing. So I mean, we can talk about how bad that referee was all day, but Jesus this Christ. This is my thing. His tempo, he called everything the first 30 minutes. Not the first 30. The first 15. Okay, 15. Pick a number. And then yeah. Then it was a wrestling match the rest of the game. Yeah, I don't... I mean, I've never seen Dalich so animated on the, on the sideline. It, it was a, an embarrassment. There should have been a red card for the Dutch. I mean, the, you name it. There's a foul on Kovacic that could have been a penalty. There's two fouls right on top of the box. Uh, we can go over and over. But I so mean, bad. the other thing is you look at Modric, and we talked about this before. For me, he's the best player of our generation. He beats Messi. He beats Ronaldo. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold Messi. On. Did you just put Modric on public yeah, radio you, uh, to all of our 147 followers? Put it out there. I don't care. Anybody can argue against me. I'll have a debate against you. I don't care. You're putting Modric above... I'm putting Messi it, and Ronaldo yes. of our generation. Yes. That's ballsy. It's not ballsy. I mean, yeah, sure, to you know, everybody else, but you look at what the guy's done, what how he started, where he came from, 
Well, that's incomparable how he started. He started in a fucking refugee camp in, in the exactly. middle of a war. He's not coming out of La, La Mas, uh, what is it, La Masia and getting Javi and Iniesta playing on his left and his right and, you know, having you Pep Guardiola as coach. You hate the Xavi and Iniesta tiki-taka. You know, he doesn't have tiki-taka. I mean, Modric had to go play at Tottenham, for God's sakes. And then he came to Real Madrid where everybody said he was going to be a failure. Everybody the first year said he was a joke. Nobody believed in him. Hey, Lebo, Lebo, you're not wrong. Yeah, and You're then not you, wrong. and then what? Thirty-seven. The guy's playing one hundred and twenty minutes, and and uh, another ten out of ten performance. I mean, it's Thir- thirty-seven years old goes one hundred nineteen minutes. Man of the match with a goal. And an assist. You're you're meanwhile, you're angry at that clip right there. That the audio it's audio's gonna yeah. get picked up there. Meanwhile, Messi's going to Inter Miami. Ronaldo's playing in 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 the sand dunes. Like, <laughs> oh my god! I mean, Messi's oh career Messi's career basically ended when he went to PSG. That was the biggest mistake for, for me. Uh, in terms of like his history, he gets gifted a World Cup. We all know it. Gifted. Just just gave it they just gave it to him yeah they wanted him to come play in the that was the most as well that was the most obvious rigging of a sporting event i've ever seen in my life and it was so bad because it was so obvious yeah it's, so i mean look the hot take of the day modric is the best player of our generation it's not even close i'm Sorry. glad you brought that up let me let me let me give you a, a comment today from z on the website he goes love squawk his players ratings luka modric given a solid nine man of the match Quote, unquote, is this man ever going to regress? Modric has made an absolute mockery out of father time with his age-defying midfield exploits. Even at the end of a grueling campaign, the soon-to-be 38-year-old was darting about like an energetic pup, controlling the tempo, and drawing passes with the precision of a knife-wielding surgeon. End quote. Unreal. And you know what Modric doesn't have that the other two players have? A huge marketing team and a global marketing effort to push them to make soccer bigger. Modric is not marketable compared to these I don't other think two he guys. Gives a shit. But isn't that most Croatians? Isn't that most Balkans? Look at Stipe Miocic. You got a white guy with a population of three million, or what is it, four million yep. in Hrvatska. Yep. Nobody cares. Uh, that's 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 what make that's the difference. If you look at it from uh, like a total perspective, that's why the that's other our two, DNA. We're not Hollywood. We're yeah. not marketing. That's the Balkan. That's the Croatian. Look at Stipe Miocic. Greatest heavyweight MMA uh, UFC fighter of all time yeah. makes pennies compared to these guys that the, the Conor McGregor's and everything that just uh, you know show up and talk shit and all that. Yeah. Let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. We'll go back to Modric in a second. Who's the most Hollywood Croatian athlete of all time? The most marketable of all time? I think I have my answer. <laughs> I don't even know. I know that's that's part of my point. Well, who is it? I'm gonna go with Crocop. Uh, I guess. You know why? Because they're like, you know, right leg, uh, right leg hospital, hospital left, left leg cemetery. cemetery. And he didn't have to say anything, but it was almost like that Fedor uh, Emilienko where it's just like his his fear, his look was marketable. Who was on the list? Go. Give me, give me, rattle off somebody. I have honestly nobody. I know. Oh, even Ishevich. Why? Because he's got a mouth on him. Because all he did was cuss all the time, yeah. and, it, and it was in tennis. Yeah. Look at Chilich. Chilich. Yeah. Nothing. Boop. Choir boy. Choir boy. Look at Chodish. Boop. Nothing. Yeah. What? What are the? What? Are, look at Djokovic. Runs his mouth. Yeah. He's the goat now. He just won his twenty-third Grand Slam. Runs his. Uh, runs his. Uh, uh, mouth. Look at Messi is like Federer. Everything's on the pitch. When you're the greatest on the great, you don't have to say anything. Right. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Okay. Okay. 
But Modric is in that same category too, but he's not a goal scorer. Yeah, but I mean, you also have, and you, uh, when it comes to Messi, Messi's fantastic. Don't get me wrong, the guy's amazing, but he's had players. Uh, you know what? I don't even want to get into it. Uh, Modric is the best. Number one. Good night, Lacunoch. You can debate me all you want. That's it. But the fact of what he's doing right now, he's playing some of the best ball he's ever played in the past three or four years. That assist, that assist against Chelsea, I think it was to Vinny, Vinny or Rodrigo, I forget who it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That outside of the foot, his patented uh, banana loop-de-loop that fell right, right to yeah, right, on his, right to his guy, may be one of the greatest assists in the history of football. I mean, you look at some of the goals, too. The curler in against, Man, uh, what is it, Man United. I mean, he's got... He's got a couple highlights, but he's still not a goal scorer. No, but he's hit some big ones, though. He does. Yeah. He, but they're only three or four times a season. They're not 12 times a season. No, he does but he's also the, not a striker. He does a lot of the intangibles, right? Like the stuff that you're not going to see on a stat sheet and the stuff that everybody's like, oh, you know... 100% pass accuracy. It's like, dude, I don't care. Like, did you watch <laughs> the game? Care. No. Well, he makes everyone, 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 everyone around him better. Yeah. Everyone better. But look, what he did today, 119 minutes, a goal, very cool penalty, an assist on the Petkovic goal. Um, I already said he played 119 minutes. That's insane. And he's balling, absolutely balling these Dutch kids that are in their 20s. Balling them. Yeah. And the respect they're giving him, and he's almost 40, is we may never see this again. Um, we may never well, see this again. Modric and I are the same age, and um, I just tried to play 90 minutes this weekend uh, in San Pedro with a bunch of other Croatians. How'd that go? Uh, got cramps 45th minute. Couldn't uh -huh. play the rest of the game. Did you stretch? I stretched. I drank water. I did all this stuff, dude. This, I mean... When's the last time you ran? I don't... It doesn't matter. Well, I, kind of, yeah. Kind of does matter. I mean, what, three years since you ran, no, you're going to cramp no. after 45 I, I, minutes. I run quite often. I work out quite often. But it, the amount... And, and this is... We're, we're talking about like extracurricular fun ball. This guy is playing at the top, 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 top level with guys that are moving like you wouldn't believe, right? Like... It just, it's mind-blowing. I don't think a lot of people understand it, but it is is—it is truly mind-blowing to do what he is doing at such an old age. Um, no, it's, it's, it's incredible. It's crazy, it, man. Here, here, question for you. And then, then we're going to go back to the, the, the Dutch game today and talk about the team. But last thing on Modric here. He's been with Real Madrid since 2012, okay? He's in his 11th season. How many La Liga goals has Modric scored for Real Madrid in that span? Uh, I'll say eight. Oh, you went super low. What do you, he's been there for, no, 26 goals. Okay. I don't know. So he's, he's scoring 2.5 La Liga goals. This doesn't count Champions League or, or Copa. Okay. So he's not a goal scorer is my point. But, yeah. he's, but he's legendary status. You saw what we, we already know what he did at the 2018 World Cup, 2022 World Cup. Now he might get his first and only international trophy for our beloved Bacchini. yeah that's my that's my other hot take is if we take gold here i think mother retires from international really yeah he i think and i think dollage goes with him um really yep if you think they're gonna go out on top yeah just just drop the mic and adios dollage has plenty of guys underneath him that are possibly ready to take the load you have a bunch of other coaches that are highly qualified um Dalic has been the best coach we've ever had, and the best way to go out would be in style.
I don't think that'll happen for Modric because we know he's going to be at Real Madrid one more year, and I think it would be fitting for him to end at Euro in a in a Croatian shirt. I think I think that's going to be kind of more poetic for his career than anything else. Um, and I don't see him winning Nations League on Sunday, and then not and retiring from football and retiring from Real Madrid. That's that's my reasoning behind that. That's fair. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So we're filming this. We're we're on, we're recording this Wednesday night. Yep. We know we won today four two. Tomorrow Italy Spain. Who do you want to win and who does win and what happens on Sunday when we play them in the in the title match? I I They're both kind of equal. They're both like a coin flip for me. Yeah, I like I always like playing the best and I think right now Spain is a better team. I think Italy has a couple of years to figure things out. So if you're asking me yeah, I, I would take Spain, and I think Spain is going to win. I think they have the better team, um, and I would like to play Spain because I would like to beat, you know, a big name in the final. I, not that Italy's not a big name. Don't get Four-time me wrong. Four-time World Cup champions. Don't get me wrong, but they're not at the pedigree that they used to be. Neither I, is Spain. I know it's a really. new team, but you know they're the reigning Euro champions. Yeah. I mean, Spain, you know, uh, give me Spain. I think Spain wins. I think we beat Spain on Sunday, but hold on. We're Croatian, so we're going to reverse jinx this with a knock. Uh, Spain wins 6-0 on, on Sunday. I think they beat us 6-0. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that. Yeah. And then, and then you know, Index and all them are going to talk shit. You know, Diaz Borat's oh, over man. here does, uh, is rooting against his nation. Uh, Index kidding. is too busy trying to take down Dalich like oh they have been God. the entire but week with this Leviathan situation. They're so fucking, they're so fucking pathetic. It's, it's, all, the, it's all the media out there. Uh, you know, we talked about it last week in the podcast that didn't make it. But, uh, yeah, the tinfoil hat for me is on. I think they're going after Dalich. I think they have been. And if we lost today, it would have been... A Catastrophe! Oh my God! It would have. Yeah, but it's such. Out. It's such a. We know who those people are. We know who the uh, the index people are in Croatia. We know who they are. It seems like it's become uh, an ever an ever larger group as we keep going. Yeah, but. and they bounce off the Lubaya thing, this and that. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this about uh, the Petkovic thing. Levi, I'm sure, watched the game today. He basically got kicked off the team last week for the whole training thing, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. We talked about that. Um, how do you feel if you're Marco Levi and you see that goal, Petkovic blasting a game winner, extra time, Nations League semifinal, how do you feel? Uh, what is it, bittersweet? I know he and uh, Petkovic are, are buddies, so he's happy. He's happy for the team winning. He's probably not happy for the situation. And like I said, the guy who probably got planted there. Uh, <laughs> the, I mean, the, 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 the old the Rijeka native from Shibanik. Yeah. The guy that drove three hours to come give Levi a hard time. And Levi actually really didn't do anything aside from step up on, on a, the rafters or whatever you want to call it, the stands and say something to the guy. I mean, so how does Levi, if, you're Levi, you're watching Petkovic, are you like, fuck yeah, we scored, or are you like, fuck, that should have been me? Yeah, I think uh, I think he's I think he's happy for the country. I think he's a, a yeah. All right, so going back to the good, I think we could both agree that Livakovic had had a great game today on on Dutch home soil. I'm giving him an A minus. The guy usually scares the shit out of me, but he was active in the air. Uh, he owned the box. There's nothing really he can do on those two goals. Right. 
Um, I want to talk about the back line. Your boy Perisic. We talked about him and and Saul said with Ivan Ushic yep. a little bit. Perisic was great back there, but he's part of my bad. But not on him. It's because he was very active down that left wing. He was doing his loop de loops and whoop de whoops going up there, trying to meg everyone and and get past them. But guess what? He has to stop when he gets close to the goal line because there's no one to swing the ball into in the air in the box, and that's been his problem for the past two years. Yeah, I mean, I don't. We don't have anybody there. I mean, Pashalic. The great thing about the lineup today was Pashalic could fill in when Kramaric dropped deep into the box or deep, as in up um, away from goal, because that's where he's more comfortable, um, and it worked with that with the goal they scored or with the goal he scored. Um, but we just don't have that, you know, po- poacher like Mandzukic or Olic or somebody that's flying in and I'm, making those I'm runs. I'm waiting for Musa to get a shot. Yeah, I'm gonna have to wait till September. Yeah, you know, I I just don't think we're ready or he's ready yet. I gotta get put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. I wanted Kramaric to start on the right wing instead of Pashalic today, and then you start Musa up top. That's what I wanted to see. Well, the two guys up top are there to cover defensively, which they did a good job of, of helping Juranovic, helping Pedisic when they got into trouble. They also did a good job attacking. Not We're not talking about amazing, spectacular. We're talking about they grinded that game out and they did what they needed to do and they got the job done. I don't think he changes the lineup. I think it's finally... Uh, uh, it's one of the better lineups I've liked, to be honest with you. Are you saying that because we won the game? No, I'm just saying in terms of how the we did not have a good first half today. <sighs> but at halftime, there was—I bet you there was a hell of a speech. They played, they won the second half. They played great in the second half. They yeah. just—they lost—they uh, lost focus in the last minute of the 96 minute. I don't know how there was fucking six minutes of extra time today. Yeah. Garbage. But garbage. Um, you cannot have the ball fucking ping pong around that in, in a semifinal. Like, Jesus Christ, kick the ball into the 45th row. I don't care. Get it out of there. Yeah, we were And they're ta- just dicking around. They're dicking around like, blah, 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 blah. like, get it out of there. We were talking in our text thread, and I was saying, hey, I, I actually like Vida in here because he's that, he's that solid rock that we've always had. He's a guy that nobody wants in there and everybody bitches about. But like Lovren, when we put him in, he does the job. He's professional about it. He gets in, gets out. Um and that's what happened today. Like, it it, it was. It, Vida did his job. He was a veteran anchor. Yeah, he was a veteran anchor. And if you put Edelich with Shutala, I know they had that one good game against France. But he, um, oh, sorry. Back to the point. This is what I was saying. Is, <laughs> uh, I was hearing a lot of we want Ehrlich in there. We want him in there with Shutala. Your boy from Serie A, Sassuolo. But. My whole point was like you got to start start the guy that's that's ha- that's having a better second half or that's ready to play that's confident in his game, and he had a bad second half in Serie A, and he was the one who jumped in the box and headed the ball down, but instead of going out, it went straight up and it fell, and that's how they scored the second goal. It was just meant get that shit out of here. Like, yeah, we we did. Uh, hello, in our last two out of the last three games. When are we giving up goals? Yeah. In our two of our last three games, Wales at, at Poljud, and then this game, we cannot be giving goals up in the 90-plus minute. What the fuck are we doing? But it's not – I mean, it's always been a thing, right? This has always been a thing for us. It's never going to change. This was the mental midget 
attitude, but we're going to, uh, in a few minutes, I'm going to go to why we are the, the mental fortitude that we've had the past five years is second to none in the world of, of soccer. So, all right. I'm, I was, I was happy with Vida. Shutalo did the job today. Juranovic was good. The back line for being a put together back line, like in the last week, because we just found out Guardiola wasn't going to play with Perisic playing left back, which he never plays for us. I was happy with it, but one of my bads was you can tell in that first Dutch goal, there was this miscommunication. All five players went to one side of the pitch and left the whole box wide open. You can tell that um, that they've never played together, and that was that was one of my bads for the for the game. Okay, I'll take that. Yeah, and then Kovacic invisible, and I know you're the president, and CEO, and chairman of the Kovacic Club. He didn't have his best game, but he also didn't get things called his way. He could have played better. But yeah, you know where I stand on this. You yeah. can you cannot play Modric and Kovacic together. They're both number tens, and there's nothing that Kovacic can do on the pitch that Modric doesn't do already. I'd rather put in a Vlasic as a as a center attacking mid with Modric behind them because you have Epic Bros, best number six in the world. It's like saying I have a, a red Ferrari and a white Ferrari. Yeah, you drive the red one, Modric. <laughs> It's very easy decision. You know, who drives uh, a white Ferrari? What is this? What is this? Wolf of Wall Street? We're going to get looted up tonight? No. Who drives a white white Ferrari? Get out of here. They both offer something a little different. And uh, for me, Kovacic is uh, more defensive help with bros. And it allows Modric to be a little more expressive, I guess is the best way to put it. And it allows him some freedom to play more attacking than it does defense. Okay. I just feel like it's either the invisible man or Kovacic like really gets to you know when Kovacic has good games when Modric has bad games and that's my point. That's fine, but my thing is is like let's just enjoy what we have because it's beautiful. <laughs> when the, when the fuck Who else you, are you gonna put? When there? did you get so poetic? Who else are you gonna put there? You, exactly. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? I could go all day long. We have plenty of attacking options. Ugh. You can go. We've been playing Vlasic on the right side. Why we don't you? We don't have time for this conversation. I'll just put it that way. This is our podcast. We have as much time as we want. And, you know, of course, if, if they want to listen. All right, look, let me go to the ugly. We did the good. We did the bad. We could do the ugly. We already touched on the 96 minute Dutch equalizer. Okay. I think we covered that. Do you have yep. anything else to say about that? Because that was just pathetic. How is it like I had my whole script written to put on Facebook, on Instagram? Like, we're on to the finals. This oh, and so that. it's your fault. I didn't post it, but yeah, I have to I know, as a, but the fact that you're writing as a quasi journalist, you have to be chance. first. You have to be first on, on social media. What do you want me to wait? Post it two hours after the game? No, two minutes is fine. But anyway, keep no, going. it needs it needs to be written out. And, and it just pisses me off. I have to delete everything and extra time. Like this is the second game in three that it's just like we fall like dumb throw ins balls bobbling around. It's like AYSO soccer. It's like get the fucking ball out. Kick it into the, kick it into the opposing stand. I don't give a shit. What? Mm. Why? Why are we playing high school football in these games? I don't know. It's, it's the way the cookie crumbles, I guess. I mean, I, I don't know what else. You know, it's a bad clearance on our part. He should have. The way that he jumps and gets the ball, it's a little sloppy, and it falls, unfortunately. I don't know what else can happen there aside from that clearance being better, right? Um, but maybe it's They're just, just all like little soft, little like, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe get it's... It, get know, it out of there! It's the, it's the fun test that we always have to run through every game. Uh, I hate it. Just to make sure that we're the team it. that comes and comes back. 
Yeah. Uh, they're so bad. Anyway. All right. You you want you want to know what what grinds my gears about our team, especially today, and this is your boy, you know, Gospodin Dalic and and Dalic we trust. We got to stop doing this. You know what it is? Short corners. Short corners. Uh, it's going to be the end of me. We had eight corners today. We played three of them short. That's half of the corners. We just kick around, and they never get in the box. We might as well not even fucking have the corner. What, what is the logic behind short corners? Something must be working in practice for them to keep trying it, but I don't. <laughs> Do you want me to go Allen Iverson on you right now? Do you want me to go Allen Iverson I on know, you? But I... Practice? Look, man. Dodge knows what he's doing. Uh, bronze, not on a corner. silver, and hopefully gold. So, I mean. Got to catch them all. But the, uh, to your point, though, we don't have that. We don't have, I mean, aside from Pashalic's, we don't have somebody in the air that can be that aerial threat. I mean, what do you... <laughs> Petar Musa. Yeah. Petar Musa. He's not ready for this type of game. I'm going to leave you with this. You have your hot take of the week. I have my stat of the week. Oh, please don't give me a long stat. No, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be shorter this time. Okay. It's going to be shorter this time. Um, since the start of the 2018 World Cup, I did all this research myself in my lab. Um, there has been a maximum for European teams, only European teams, of 18 knockout round games since the beginning of the 2018 World Cup. So four at the World Cup, another four at the World Cup, okay. four at Euro, 18, and then between three uh, Nations League, uh, two each, right? You can only play two You're knockout. doing too much math. 18. Yeah, okay. okay, 18 possible knockout rounds. How many knockout round matches have Croatia played in the, in the past since 2018? I don't know. Tell me. 11. That's that includes this Sunday. I'm including this Sunday because that's that's a championship game. Okay. That means since the beginning of the World Cup, Croatia has been an 18. I'm sorry, 11 out of 18 knockout round appearance. That's 61%. I think only France beats us in that. Fucking French. Fucking French. Yeah. Maybe England because England made two deep runs. In. No, there's no way. Yeah, because they got four in Euro 2020 because they went to the oh, final. Oh yeah, yeah. They, and they got four again in the World Cup because they got th- uh, fourth place in 2018. Yeah, they're still shit. Out of those 10, because we've played 10, seven of those have gone to extra time for Croatia. That's why we're the cardiac Croatians. In my latest article on Croatian sports, I said, and I mean this, we have been the most exciting team over the past five years. Every one of our important matches, you can even throw Belgium in there. Mm-hmm. Lukaku, Lukaku shit the bed, but like Vardiol was standing on his, on his head. In every important game that it's either win or go home, we have gone to extra time in seven of those 10 matches. And that's why you're standing alone by yourself as Fetiantes with like a half lukewarm Karlovacko in the corner. Yeah. Okay. In those seven knockout round matches, what's our record? I don't know. What is it? Six and one. That's pretty fucking good. Six and one. Our only loss came to Spain, Euro 2020. Yep. What happened that game? Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, but how do we get to extra time? Uh, we come back. We're down 3-1. Do you not Dude. remember these games? Do you no, erase them? Pedisic, I mean, just on his head. 85th minute, we're down 3-1. Game over, right? Yeah. We scored two goals. Yep. I think Pashalic scored that header right on the... To yeah, we force were, extra time. But we were playing with the B team, too. Half, I mean, most of our good players were injured that game, too. Remember that? That was, that was the Rebic game where he was taking off his uh, Kopachka. Uh-huh. Right? Fucking hell, that Rebic. Right? That's your boy. And how, how's he doing for Milan? Game over, I know. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. So we're 6-1... and one. In, in seven extra time matches, and of those, four went to penalty kick shootouts at the World Cup, and we won all four. Uh-huh. Name me a more exciting team for their fans, buttholes puckered or not, in the last five years. I mean, if you think about it, and because uh, we have to deal with the nonsense of like soccer is a boring sport and it's not exciting. 
I mean, if anything, they should be marketing us for just the best games ever. <laughs> every game. Yeah. Every what? How many blowouts have we been a part of? Uh, Argentina blew us out. It was two one Morocco. Spain blowout too, because we didn't have the team show up. I forgot what the score was. That was Nations League group stage. I'm not counting that. <sighs> okay. Are you talking about Spain 2016? I was at that game in Bordeaux, France. And yeah. that's when Pettis scored at the 85th minute. I'm talking about knockout round games because if a, okay, if okay. a knockout round game ends in a draw, what happens? 30 yeah. more minutes and then penalties. And every fucking kick is is something, right? Mm-hmm. So we've played in 10. Sunday's going to be 11 knockout round matches since 2018. Seven of them have gone to extra time. There's just so much math going on here. But yeah. We've gone to a lot of extra time games. No one's been to more extra time games than us. That's what I'm trying to tell you. We're six and one in those games, and we're four out of four in penalty kick shootouts. That's why. That's why you're you're having ten years of your life taken away from you is because you watch these guys. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know what else to tell you. We have uh, it's that extra mile that I mean, you guys you have guys like Brozovic who. It doesn't even look like he played 120 minutes. The guy's ready to go run a marathon after it. I mean, he, Modric at 37 coming off, he still looks fresh. It's there's they something it. different. Well, that's when you're talking about drive and 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 your country you're playing for and these other players, the Pasalicis, the Vlasiches, the Shutalos, they're on the field with Modric, a living legend. You think they're not going to you think they're going to have a 80% energy game like I'm going to take today off? Yeah. Fuck no. Yeah. You, that's when you grew up watching these guys. They're your idols. You're playing alongside them. You, those are those guys you want in a bar fight right next to you because they know, you know, they'll, they'll have your back and they, they'll kill for you basically. Yeah. That's and, what, that's and, what that's for. You know, and that's another reason, reason Dolich probably makes the move that he does with the Leviathan thing is like, look, man, <laughs> like the core is good. We're going to be fine. We just don't need the other stuff going on. You know, we love you, but. Hey, Dolich keeps a, a clean. Locker room. Look at Kalinic 2018. Bye-bye. Rebic. Bye-bye. Livaya. Bye-bye. Maybe there's a method to his madness. Yeah. And if you can't be at a certain uh, professional level, adio. Yep. No, I agree. All right. Let's end with this. I'm sure everyone's uh, sick of us by now. Sunday. You want s- Who are we playing, Spain or Italy? We're playing Spain. Playing Spain? We beat in Spain? Yeah. No uh, reverse jinx? I think if you look at the three teams uh, as they are now, I think on as betting odds, I think Vegas gives us the advantage against both of the teams. Uh, maybe not Spain, just because of who Spain is and the name, but I think we're stronger than Spain. Um, I think we want it more than both teams. I think a lot of the guys are also, like you said, playing for Modric as much as they are for the country. Um, and what you're seeing... With Dalich, so animated on the sideline. You think this I, is it, huh? I love the the roster. I love the things that people hate. Um, <laughs> and that's just always uh, been a thing of mine. But, like, the, I looked at the roster t- today, and it's it just looked good. It's like, okay, everybody's in, in mostly, in, I mean, a natural position. Like, this makes sense. Uh, and in the past, it's always been, oh, you know, this guy's here. He's really good, but it may not be his natural position. Let's try it out. But the Perisic Ivanushic on the left side just really surprised me. I, I was okay with it um, because you have to play Perisic on the left. And, and we, we already said that he doesn't play with, with Sosa, but a bit of a gamble and it paid off. 
I, yeah, and but the, that's the thing is people are saying it's a gamble. It's like I don't think it was a gamble. I think you got a player that's on a hot streak, uh, had a great season. Played the hot end. He's played on the national team before, and now he showed up. There was a, he just did an interview where he was saying he was working with a therapist or a psychologist to get out who, of his. Who mental, was even Usich? Uh huh. I know you, <laughs> dude. <laughs> you, I, I can't say his name tonight. Um, just anyway. call him Luca. They'll they'll know who you're talking yeah. about. Uh, Luca. Yeah. <laughs> Luca number four. Dude, I'm so tired <laughs> right now. Um, so I mean, you have a guy that's ready to play. You have a guy that's been there before. You have a guy that we have a spot open in his natural position. Sosa and Pedersic weren't working out. Pedersic has played that position in Inter before. Like, the stars aligned, and he's not where in the past when Mamic was around, we would play guys because we had to play guys and sell guys, and people are like, business, oh, that's, business. that's why he's playing him. It's like, no, I don't think that's why he's playing him. I think he's playing him because he's ready to play, and he fits within the system that Dalic needs. I, I think these guys are just sick of losing. So close in 18, so close in 22. Yeah. And I think they're just like, fucking come, let's just let they, they were lukewarm in the first half today. They fucking went rampant in the second half and even more RPMs in your red and white Ferrari in extra time today. I yeah. mean, they, they played without fear after the Dutch equalized. They said, fuck it, let's go. And then Petkovic out of nowhere, 25 yard bullet into the bottom left corner. Amazing. Yeah. All right. Regardless of what happens tomorrow against Italy and Spain, I think we beat either team, and your and Modric is lifting the cup in Holland on on Sunday. Yeah, knock on wood. We're knocking. I'm gonna reverse jinx. No, no. Spain wins six nothing. No problem. Yeah, I, and that's. I mean, we'll talk to you guys on what Sunday. Sunday night after the game, but uh, look, huge win today. We are the cardiac Croatians. Just taken years and years off of our lives, but we love this team and they bring us so much joy. They bring just watching other grown men just kick the ball around just brings me so much joy. So my last thing tonight is uh, a big middle finger to all the uh, the media out there that was tearing the team down the entire week. Uh, a big fu to all the people involved, um, and a big a big round of applause for Dalic and his staff and the team. Uh, it was very evident that something was going on. And if we lost today, it would have been a bloodbath. And I think you would have seen Dalic out, Dalic out. So I just hope he can keep that same composure and bring the whole team, bring the same energy that they brought today because it was fantastic. So cream rises to the top, man. Cream rises to the top. They're being professionals. And uh, I think they're going to be professional again on, on Sunday, so let's see if we get some silverware Sunday in Holland and uh, no changes in the lineup either. Keep it, keep it, keep it. All right, if they win, Stroop waffles on me. <laughs> All right, see you guys. See you Sunday. Prijatelji, lipe žene, da me ljubav vodi. I kud me naviga, ni me bilo briga. Ljubija sam nikad pita, svitom sam se skita. Hey!